The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh. And it's got this special full immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples. So there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable. And they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D, coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Dude, thanks to everyone who reviewed the podcast, dropped a rating. It's fucking awesome few of you out there i don't know if your apple itunes like usernames or your real names but dude five savages yeah thank you so much five savages i know uh on the internet i literally saw aaron moon you you subscribe rated and reviewed thank you so much for posting that and for the love that was epic whoever mojio k is or steve 868 d leaves <laughs> d leaves music and coffee yeah dude and moz moz 585 Let's let's just stop there. There's yeah, I know there's more out there. Mike Concho the second. All y'all, thank you so much for the love and for anybody who is listening. The algorithm did change, so we need your help to stay stay hot. We have so many awesome things coming down the pipe. We had some awesome, great, interesting interviews over the last couple episodes that you should all go back and listen to. We have so much work ahead of us. We're excited, but we do need your support from subscribing, rating, and reviewing this bad boy to just help boost us to a bigger listenership because we are having a lot of fun doing this and I think we have a lot of value to add in the future. If you know someone who feel like they might get value out of this, whether it's business or coffee or just life and growth, pass it on. Pay it forward. If reviewing seems too hard, just pay it forward. Just pay it forward. Just keep paying it forward. Have a friend review. Have a friend review. Jared actually just reviewed it, so shout out to nope, Jared. No Tribute review. For, I just finally rated oh, my rated own podcast. It. Yeah, he rated his own podcast. I rated podcast. it one star. One star. Actually, two stars. One for Chris and one for me. Needs improvement. <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> where is more stars? Dude, okay. How do you figure out how you're, who you're going to do business with? How do I figure out who I'm going to do business with? How do you figure with? out who you're going to you do business with? You know, that's a consistent with. learning process. I, geez... I mean, the simplest answer is, is is figure out their values and their their work style and their communication style. But I mean, in order to find that out, the answer is to take some legitimate time and to get to know these potential people. Right. Interesting. There are barriers of entry into most companies' soul. Yes. So you have like levels of facade that are that are baked on. You know, level one might be instagram or whatever outward yep. media is projected and that's like pretty pictures nice things little little catchphrases yep. your second tier level could be the website there's a little bit of snippet mm -hmm. of what you're about what we do but again for probably 90 percent of people 
it it sounds kind of generic and it feels right. kind of generic and is a lot of the time based on what we do and not why we're doing what we're right. doing and, and even somewhat how sometimes how sometimes how yep. and even when it does go into why it's just it's kind of glazed over yep. but yeah the, the more I go the more it seems like you actually kind of almost need to do business with people for a while or be exposed to how they work on a regular basis to understand like ah i understand yeah i mean getting in and, and, and speaking with employees and team members is actually probably a really key way to find out if the people who you are or maybe the decision makers are in charge if what they're saying to you is actually a truth for the company or are they just saying things that are awesome and buzzwordy and great you know people speak with values one of the biggest things that i always pre- preach is like Values are not buzzwords that make you look attractive. And if they are, you're going to fail. Values are things that you integrate throughout your whole company. And they have reasons of being there that are tangible, replicatable, and able to be digested on all levels. And that doesn't mean they are digested on all levels to begin with, because your job then is to sustain them and teach people and continue to like add to the repertoire of your team and team members as time progresses. And that means that your team members become more knowledgeable and helpful, blah, blah, blah. But those are real values. Like values are not just like said and quote unquote understood from like orientation where we launch them and tell everybody, nobody really gets them that deeply out of orientation. They just have seen them now and can begin to just take baby size bites out of them. Yeah. And if they're not actually true to you, you're not going to be able to live that life because values is really about what you live. It's, it's, it's not about who you want to be. It's right. like about who you are. It's like, who are you at the core of your existence? And if you're trying to be someone you're not, there's a there's a finite span of time where you can fake it. Right. And then people are either going to find out or maybe, you're, maybe your customer base never finds out. But people who work for you have this tension, which we've experienced in different places where it's like, it seems like what we say we're about and what actually happens on the day to day don't really match up. Maybe I can't put words to it, but there's like this, there's this friction at work. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. You'll, you'll start to know when that happens. And, and even beyond that, if, if that is happening and nobody in your business can figure out the answers as to why that's happening or nobody's seeking to figure out ways to, to make that go away or can make that go away, then that's a bit of a red flag. You know, there's something, and we're sort of tangenting, but there's tools that you can actually put in place to help protect some of that stuff. So something that we actually as a company haven't taken advantage of that Tanner and I have been working extremely hard on is the specifics to the feedback process. But the reason we are doing that is to back the 90-day, which in not all states this applies, so that's the caveat. But in California, we're allowed to have a 90-day probationary period when somebody gets hired where they can be fired just period with no repercussions to the business. It's like a 90-day trial period where obviously this is this is barring things like you know sexual harassment and shit that is like obviously no-nos. But there's something that our company and every company should remember, especially in California, is that you have a law in place to protect your company, a 90-day probationary period to ensure that the people who can't fake it till they make it for more than that first month see themselves out the door. And we, for sure, in a couple of cases towards the beginning of our company, have not have, have put ourselves in harder positions because we did not utilize those 90 days in the accurate way. And so Tanner and I have like done some major work in the last week or two to put together like an official feedback and accountability system that 
ensures that the people who give feedback and accountability say the keywords about like our values or a mission or a vision in terms of feedback when somebody is given critical feedback so that they know if I hear these words, this is serious. This is not like a, a quick coaching moment. This is a, this is one of those things that leads to a long-term negative association with this place for me. <laughs> um, anyway, and that's sort of a tangent, but that's a little quick way that you could remember to protect your company to help. It's not really a tangent, fake, though, It isn't. It's just the fake until you make it idea. I mean, they're, okay, so we're just talking about different levels of application sure. for the same idea. So right. we started out talking about who we do business with, sure. but in, in a way, we're also doing business with the people that work for us because that's also a business relationship. It's very true. And just as it takes time to discover what businesses are about, it also takes time to discover what people are about, right. how people work, what people, like, you know, what values do people have? And... The interviewed process is flawed. Like no matter how awesome your interview process is, there's going to be shit that you find out about people that is going to develop over time, you know? And yeah. it might be a few months until you figure out like, Oh, this person's actually really like this, or this person maybe doesn't believe the same things that we believe right. in the core of our existence. And I, one of the biggest fucking things that you said was set in this process to make sure that people can see their way out yes to where there's this mutual understanding that you're not going at them like look you know what you fucking suck right you're a piece of shit you're dumb yeah it's ridiculous but to help the discovery process which is the people feeling like you know what i don't think this is the place for me mm -hmm. and i know that i'm not going to be happy here long term so i'm going to make the decision right to leave and then it's a win-win for everybody because yes. you free up a spot, you you alleviate that pain, and then they feel like they're in control. It's kind of some of the same shit that Chris Voss talks about in his yeah. negotiation stuff where the best deals aren't you forcing something, your idea, down someone else's throat. The best negotiating tactics are like, you know, this sense of empathy and you're yeah. kind of it's a discovery process and yes. not a bargaining process yeah. and you're not telling the other person what you want they're figuring it out for themselves right so when the when you reach a mutual agreement they feel real good about it because they're like i figured this shit out right yeah and, and they and had a place to play yeah. yeah and everybody everybody gets the best deal possible right and that's that's exactly it and then the other side of that is that if we do have to let somebody go it will be abundantly clear that we took the time to give them as many tools as we had to allow them to succeed and if the point came in that 90 days where it was time for them to go they know exactly why and it's not like a an unfair process and so that it is it's a double whammy and that that chris voss statement is is so real that whole Working together with empathy to allow people to see the appropriate end goal. And sometimes, yeah, it's not in a business. What you made me wonder is, I wonder if there is some wisdom in writing into some form of contract, like a 90-day trial period to anything, where it's just like, for any reason in the 90 days, we can call this off if it doesn't feel like it's going the way this contract has suggested or this agreement has suggested. If we have it in our cafes, why not have it in every business venture? Because yeah. I mean, you could, you, Oh, sorry. No, I I mean, all, all it is is just because if, if, if you're in business with the right person, they should never feel negative and it protects both parties. Right. Right. And then maybe, well, like what kind of business are we talking about? Like, I honestly was just thinking about anything. It's like, what if we were going to sign a contract to do, 
I guess really I was thinking about our potential takeover down in, in, in Monterey first, but even beyond that, I was like anything. I feel like it would literally apply to anything in a way where you just allow for an out for either party based on certain things. Yeah. I think in terms of a contract, it, the contract might be the easier part in terms of like B2B deals where you're sure. like either party at any time can like willfully pull out of this contract. Right. And unless it's something super, super huge where like all kinds of fucking lawyers are involved, you're mm-hmm. less likely to get a lawsuit in the same way that you're probably more likely to get a lawsuit for something like wrongful termination. Right. They fired me because of this, that, and the other. They fired me, you know, name whatever you want to name. And that's the reason why it's, it's not like poor performance. Yeah. But it's almost like really, you can use the same tools to have those conversations with people Mm. who are like, Hey, we're working together on this marketing thing. We've been working together for a while. I just wanted to touch base and, and and recap here, like, just so we're aligned. Like, what do you? How do you think we're like explaining your values of your mm-hmm. company? Are we are you are we speaking the right way on your values? Like, how could we do it better? Right. Um, and maybe that is like almost like a side door into asking them what their values actually are. Sure. Because we might not actually know. And then we strike up this whole conversation of values and mm-hmm. it can lead down a couple paths. So one path is like, wow, we're really values aligned. That's awesome. And it can lead down another path. And it's like, so y- your values are this, right. our values are this. How does that add up to you? Like, how does this, how does that feel? And there, it might be a really cool way to mutually discover that you there is a values misalignment and the best thing for both parties is to exit this business agreement right and there's no hard feelings and it's not like we used to work with these guys but fuck them yeah like we don't fuck with that shit anymore now we're over here yeah (sighs) totally like just the move along and like that yeah it's it's never as simple as that like there can be frustrations but it really is never as simple as that i mean i'm gonna take a a moment right now to even just shout out a, a conversation i had so this is like a unsolicited shout out to one of our vendors. I'm calling out uh, the team at Holy Cacao. So, you know, at the trade show, I had this conversation with them, first of all, because their product is amazing. And we use it in our cafes. And I was just seeing how things were going. We're having this really, really good chat. But I found out this story. And the, the thing is, is the way we got into business is a similar way. It ended up being like passion and this need to do something that you believe in. And it's totally one of those things where we went in just because we liked the product, right? But then all of a sudden, we have Wyatt, who is the the owner of Holy Cacao, who we were talking. And it's like, okay, this dude actually wanted to get into coffee to start, for one. And I'm going to tell this quick story. And he essentially got to the top of an opportunity to have a job with a really, really big company. Hopefully, we have on the podcast one day. And the company's like, you don't have any... You're, you're pretty much perfect for this job, but you don't have coffee experience, so we're going to hire this other person. And his response was, okay, fine. I'm going to start my own coffee company, <laughs> and then I'll do it that way. And through that process, he got to Origin, and I can't remember where he went, so hopefully he'll tell the story one day. And he found cacao, and he's like, oh, cacao could be treated similarly. Oh, this is really interesting. It's young. It's in the... And all of a sudden, he fell in love with chocolate, and now he has this company that's chocolate. And like the best syrups around... Dude, they're good. They're like bar none, for real, the best. And everybody's out there using Monin. Sorry, Monin. 
yeah, but also it's fine. You're huge. Well, Toronto no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I'm not, sorry. I'm, yeah, not, like, I'm not like sorry, like sorry for dissing you, but no. sorry, it's just not as good. It's just not as good, <laughs> and and it's due to like this dude is finding his own sugar. He's doing all these things, and beyond that, he cares about people. He's got a family. He's working to produce this really ethically driven product, and nobody knows about it. And I'm sitting here like, okay, in the same way, I guess we briefly talked about San Franciscan, right? It's like. Oh, these people we don't even know and there's so much opportunity to work together with people that just build you up so that's a weird pipeline because we found holy cacao through companion when i was working there part-time because they were using this stuff right and i was like hey we should look at this chocolate it tastes pretty good like yeah. the mochas are on point used it now this is two and a half almost three years later yeah you're actually just discovering what's at the root of their culture. Sure. Like you always knew that they're using like really ethically sourced sustainable ingredients, whatever you sure. want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Like the, the dude cares about his product. Yep. But then the story, three years to get to a story, three years for someone who you've been doing business with on a regular basis right. to really discover what's at the core of their philosophy and why they do what they do. And that's incredible. And like people talk to me and write me like all all the time about marketing. I'm starting a new company. Like, what do I do? Like, what do I put out there? What kind of logos do I have? What's my thing? What's my tagline? And it's just, it's not that fucking hard. Right. You, you need to be self-aware enough to understand what your motivations are. And then confident is maybe the wrong word or like comfortable enough with feeling exposed to share that with everybody else. Right. And that's where your truest story is going to come from. And Without it's, a doubt. It's not like a novel idea. You know, you listen to Start With Why. You, you see all mm -hmm. the big like companies that really pull at your heartstrings have a strong sense of why. And I, I, I don't know why people hide it. I, maybe it's because they're so busy that they feel like they don't have time to properly tell the story or... I think a lot of times people get overwhelmed by the idea of telling a story and they feel like they have to tell like the perfect story right away. That's fair. You know, we've talked about that before where it's just like uh, the idea that all these people in the world don't think they have value enough to have impact. And it's like, actually you do, you're more relatable than you think you have more stories and info and wisdom than you think and so on. So that might be part of it for sure. But what I was also thinking about is it's like how you learn to do business with people or who do you want to do business with people? Like, Maybe think about the people who are evangelizing for your company without needing to get anything out of it without, you know, like if you notice that somebody like, for instance, and he's very, he's a very small evangelizer for our company in the amount of work he does to evangelize. But like Guy Kawasaki, who was on our podcast, he evangelizes for our company kind of in a, in my opinion, like in a big deal sort of way. Cause he tags us a lot. He does. And we don't ask for it. No. So is there anybody, and it doesn't have to be Guy Kawasaki level, he's, we're pretty lucky to have him living around the corner from us, that's half the battle, but how many people in your world are going to bat for you for no reason other than they believe in your product? And that's what I honestly just did for Wyatt, because I do believe in his product and their product, but there are people in your world who do this, and if you didn't, like, don't pay attention to who they are, you're missing an opportunity to build a relationship that might be able to further you and them in the future. And I think that's where the beauty of all the magic comes from. And I think that's where a lot of our magic has always come from. For sure. Right? For sure. Yeah, totally. Like Tanner. I, 
He's one of them. <laughs> K Hut, another. You know, like our Alex, the I people mean, we started our company with, all were like mini evangelizers of ours, without ever working for us, and we just noticed. And then we're like, let's. I believe in you. Also, did you know that? And that's true. Like we were. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I get passionate about it because I think it's a missing dude. Honestly, part of the cog. Sometimes I feel like Alex believes in us more than I believe in us. On some days, we always need that. You know what I mean? In like the same way we believe in them sometimes more than they believe in themselves. Y- yes, yeah, totally. Yesterday we were standing outside in a back portola, and Alex is like, he's just standing up. We have this railing that goes down the ramp on the back of our store, and he's just like holding the railing and he's staring up at the sky. And it's this perfectly sunny day, and it's all beautiful. And I'm like, I'm sitting beneath him, like at the table, looking at him. And I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, I'm so glad I moved to California. That's like the best <laughs> thing I was here. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, dude, it's amazing. He's all, look at where we live. This place is amazing. This company that I work for is amazing. This is fucking awesome. Like, we're, we're doing all this stuff. And he's just like beaming. And I'm like, damn, dude, that's, I don't know if he knew what it meant to hear him say that. Right. But that you know, because there's some days that are harder than others, and to have those people that sometimes believe more than you do, I'm just like, fuck yeah, yeah. okay, cool, yeah. Like we're down, we're in this, you're down, we're, we're going we're for gonna it. We're going to do this, yeah. And that, that like means a lot. And and I really think the best business partnerships are going to be built off of those kinds of feelings. Like you said, who's going to bat for you when nobody's asking? Who believes so much that it doesn't need to be like this really knockdown, drag out, crazy, like I'm going to win on this deal and we're going to like, it's a strategic partnership. It's like, dude, you can fucking take your strategic partnership and stick it in your fucking ass <laughs> because that is the most fucking lame, uninspired shit that I've ever heard of. Right. Strategic partnerships, dude. Go fuck yours. Hey, are you and Jared friends? No, I actually fucking hate Jared, but he's good at this and I'm good at that. So it's a strategic partnership. Yeah, we're yeah, just you, staying together. You tell me how that ends up in 10 years. You Who's tell happy? me, yeah, you tell me like how excited we are to go to work right. with each other. Charles, no, I fucking hate him, right. but he's a financial wizard. So we have a strategic partnership totally. with him. It's like, totally. dude, get a fucking life, get a fucking clue. And we're, we're on the cusp of, I think we're really close to being able to kind of see through that shit. Like, I don't think everybody can see through it just yet, but it's getting there, you know? No, it really is. I think, I think that's part of the journey too. I think there's, I mean, I know <laughs> we're never ending learning at the end of the day, you know, like when, when you, and part of it is also the confidence of knowing that the stuff that you believe in, you're not alone. So there's this whole journey that people go on and to be real anybody who sees you have talent or whatever and they're in a position of power are going to try to use it to their advantage and hopefully also to your advantage but for a long time as you're growing up they're pretty much just going to exploit it and not only that they're going to most likely and this is a sad truth try to prevent you from believing that you're as big as you could be. And I wish that wasn't true. I'm speaking about my experience, <laughs> but that has been my experience. I have more in my life been taught to believe that I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was talking about. My ideas were crazy. And sometimes they are, who cares? But more often I was, I was made to believe like 
you're good with the people stick with the people you're you're then that's where you stay and and people are going to do that to you so it's hard to get past that you have to learn to just be able to say no to be able to have some boundaries to be able to feel alone sometimes for what you believe in and that often feels harder than just going along with the tribe and following the power dynamic to the easiest place and you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily encouraging, but I think that's a truth for somebody. I think it's super encouraging. I think you'll need to hear that. No, I, I think it's really encouraging because it it puts the power back to you. Right. Because you're always in control. And someone like you personally, you're more prone to get burned than almost anybody I know. Because Be- I go hard. Because you go in hard and you generally believe. And you you, you <clears> can <throat> see ideas before they come to fruition and, and see like what they're going to be. And... Because of that, you go down these roads. Right. And sometimes you go down roads with people who are ill-intentioned. Oh, for sure. Because you see the potential of what the partnership could be if everything goes right. Yeah. But you also constantly, like over the course of time that I've known you, have like undervalued yourself. For sure. And the contribution that you can bring with nobody else's help. Yeah. And that's, I think, been one of the big things that you're you've been discovering since we've been open, but really just in this past year, especially this past year of like, Hey, you know what? Like, I don't need, I don't need anybody else. Not in like a dick way, but like no. the things that I believe in and the way I feel that stuff has legs on yeah, its own. They make differences. And, and then you, the, the shitty pill to swallow with a new business is that you have to play the time game because mm-hmm. how easy is it to get in a partnership with someone that's going to bring you X amount of more money really quickly. And that brings a lot of stress alleviation to, to the, just the act of being a human. Totally. Theoretical freedom. Theoretical freedom. I I was talking to someone uh, at Portola. Soul is her name. And she was asking about being in business and doing the partnerships and has it been hard for you guys? And she asked if it was, she knows not you well, but knows who you are, you know? Okay, yeah. And she's like, I, Jared's got kids, right? Is it hard for him being a dad with kids? <laughs> and then I, I hope you don't get mad at me for this, no, but sure. I was like really candid with the whole thing. And I said, honestly, Jared's really good with time. We've we've done a, a good job of creating that time freedom. The hardest thing for Jared has been figuring it out financially because of the way, Fuck yeah. because of the way that we structured the company, we don't take as much out as we could at any given time right. because we're pumping so much more back into it and trying to give as much as we can to the people that work for us that being basically a single income family with a couple of children stressful. is pretty stressful, Oh yeah, which increases the pressure and likelihood that someone would want to take a deal. Like, Hey, I can oh, get yeah. X amount of thousands of dollars every month if we just do this thing. Oh, for sure. And like you see that extrapolated over time and it's easy to see why businesses sell when they shouldn't, why they get into trouble mm. and get into weird partnerships with people or like give away yeah. slivers of their company to people who have shitty intentions. And then now they have no power. Yeah. It was like good for the short term, but in the long term they got railed. No pain, no gain. No, And that, and that sucks. Yeah. And, no, it's, I'm not and, mad about and that I at think, all. That's the truth. You know, when you're talking about like, uh, maybe that's not encouraging. People need to hear that. I think the opposite. It's right. like, there's something special that you, ha- that you, have like 
don't discount the value that you bring to the table. Totally. No, what I mean is discouraging is that it discourages me that the human race is more that's apt to be that way. <laughs> Yeah. Than the way that I wish they would that's be. That's totally. I Where it's like, yep. if if I go to bat for you, I would expect for you to go to bat for me. And most often, it's actually not that way, unfortunately, until you need something. And all of a sudden, it's like, dude, I've been telling people about your stuff. I was hoping maybe I could, like, you know, do this, that, or the other. Or like, maybe you could come on down and, like, you know, I could train my team or something. And I'm like, yeah. Where were you for the last 10 years? You know, stuff like that, where it's just like, Totally. I feel you. Remember when you didn't believe all my ideas and now I'm doing them with my friends and you believe in them now because yeah. you saw the success. And I, I understand that everybody's at risk, but that shit, that's frustrating. And the whole holding you back because whatever, disbelief or whatever it is, insecurities of your own ego. I mean, if anybody, that's also a hard part in general. Ego, everybody's got them. But man, it is so fucking frustrating for me to see stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm referring back to what you see said though, truly. Like unfortunately and fortunately, I can envision six, eight, a year, two years down the line at times. And and I can see it what I believe could be really clear. And a lot of times I'm actually pretty right with what could be. That doesn't mean it works because there's so many other shits involved. There's a lot of stuff that could be. The other thing that fucks you up yeah. is people aren't binary, right? Nope. There's it's it's really rare slash maybe impossible that you see someone who is like entirely good. This is a good person yeah. or entirely evil. This is a bad person. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Everyone has gradients of good and bad yeah. in them. And you tend to latch, latch on to the positive aspects right. of, a, of a person's I personality. those bad boys. Even if there's like negatives that are like glaringly obvious. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. There's some good here, man. And that's yeah. like. I'm going to take that and use it. Yeah, I'm going to take that <laughs> and use it. And we can, we can run with this. And I, I think they're oh, a good yeah. dude, you know. And. That can backfire. Oh, it has backfired. And it has backfired, and that—that's another another way to get in that in that little trap. But yeah, it's been know, a good I mean, learning experience. Yeah, through the process of no, like now you know your default modes. Right, you're realizing your value more. So at some level, like seeing the good in people is always going to be a part of your personality. Oh yeah, and it's one of your strengths, especially when dealing with the people that we work with. Sure. But now you know to like okay. I'm going to just sit on this for a little take bit. Some steps like, back. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to take some time. Yeah. Even though I really want to go in and, and we're just going to see how we see how this see how this works out. And yeah, I'm a lot happier doing that than I used to be. Yeah, because the there's you you don't develop that tension with your inner being, you know what I right. mean? Like you go down roads with people and then you find out it's not like super copacetic. They don't actually don't believe the same things. And now you're kind of in this relationship with this person, yeah. but it's mostly friction and then not a lot of collaboration. And then you have to go through the pain of breaking up with that person, so to speak, yeah. or living in like a broken relationship for extended periods of time. Yeah. It's, which is your, yeah, totally. Dude, it's fucking, it's gnarly. Dude. Yeah. It, and, we were just talking about this. There's there's always that pain of being an early adopter. Like from the yeah. moment we decided to do what we were going to do, everything that we did, people told us it wouldn't work. Straight they told up. us you couldn't do profit sharing out of the yeah. gate. They told us we couldn't offer the vacation. They told us we couldn't afford to send the employees to origin on a regular basis. All these things that we couldn't do. And these are just things. This isn't even like the... The, the greater vision right. of like changing the way the world does business and just seeing things from right. a completely different angle. And we keep doing those things that people say we wouldn't do. And then there's still people who, like you said, they just don't get us. They don't, they don't really understand what we're about. Yeah. And 
it's about so much more than just coffee and it's about so much more than just making espresso and we have to be lonely for a while yeah and it sometimes it feels really lonely mm-hmm. specifically when dealing with other businesses that aren't in this frame of mind right frame of mind because they're fewer than they are many they are fewer than they are many and it's it you do often feel like why do you keep thinking that i'm just a barista a roaster and it it's not even just a but it's like nobody in my company is just a barista or a roaster and that's that's often where everybody labels us and i'm yeah we want to make business be seen differently be done differently and we want to start with coffee i posted about it just yesterday i just i don't like the idea of baristas being like the upper end of fast food and that's sort of what we are you know it's like you come in to get this quick thing and unfortunately people have tried to elevate the experience unsuccessfully and I just, I think we can get past that and get to a higher level. And that's obviously not talking about all the other political shenanigans going on in our world. But I think that what we're doing is a way for us to change the way the world does business, especially starting with this mega billion dollar industry called specialty coffee and hopefully bridging the gap to way bigger companies too. And I, strategic partnerships are not the way. People development and personal development is the way. And we're going to continue to do it. It was cool to hear from Jonathan Raymond last week. He's pretty passionate about stuff like that too. But I think we're on to something that is is really special and it bridges gaps between all these kind of like isolated things that you and I read. Like we read a lot of, we'll overlap some, we'll read a lot of different stuff and there's all these niches of amazing things and I think that we're one of those companies that's bridging the gap where all those things can come together and work for something bigger. And I can't, Wait to see that recognized on a level bigger than Santa Cruz. I can't wait for our wholesale partners and people to start seeing the benefits and to be able to offer anybody the opportunity to come through. Somebody emailed me yesterday asking if we're still putting on a leadership conference this summer because they're trying to plan a trip to California and they want to make sure it overlaps. And I'm like, man, we have so many ideas right now. We're trying to just focus them or else we will have a really like random ass weekend. Totally. <laughs> so I mean, it's that's, just like that's, we have all this ready to go that's in the part future. of that pain, right? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it is part of the pain. I got 50 ideas right now. I know. 50 things that would be worth doing. And I know you do too. Yes. And it's so hard to not do all of them right now. Yeah. And to focus and make sure that the core is stable. Stable. Because without that stable core, you're going to have some fucking Chernobyl nuclear reaction. Yeah, we don't want shit, the weird dude, Like some meltdown. No meltdowns. Don't, don't want the fucking meltdown in that. That that happens too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people leave when their core's not settled in and then the whole company melts down around them and they don't understand why because they were super popular and like everybody seemed to like what they were doing, but when you have actually free evangelizers everywhere. Actually no one's fucking happy in my entire organization and it's yeah. tearing itself apart from the inside. Yeah, baby. So instead of putting in that time up front, I have to continually work to fix stupid problems that I never, never fixed. There's a dog on the couch. Oh right yeah, now it's and Gino. He's just going fucking. Gino's m- cute and he's a baby and he needs his loving and plans. Doing, going super bananas. But I, I love, I love where we're going. I love the the zone that we're in because for me, you know, I, I read Choose Yourself and I realized that even though I was like, cool, I own my own business, I'm doing my own thing, that in, in some way I was. St- still like pandering to other people for approval and Mm -hmm. acceptance especially when we first started and i like now i feel like as an organization we're we've always had these ideas but we're starting to actually choose ourselves and realize that like hey 
we we can do this and the road might be longer without all these people who want to chip in and help us and being cool with like nobody understanding what we believe and like that's fine yeah and maybe we're not going to be the most popular for a while and maybe like we're probably not going to be the biggest and that's like that doesn't really matter to me no we'll have we'll have impact and that's better than big little little uh little company big impact (laughs) not big company whatever big company no impact there are a lot of what's cool like what's cooler like how do you even answer that question how big's your company well i would say that our company is big as the number of people whose lives it touches yeah it's as big as anybody who knows who we are so let's say we have 43 employees right but we touch thousands of lives that's like way cooler to me than having 500 employees right and not resonating with anybody in any meaningful way yeah that's 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 the key it's like that wozniak story that that uh, Alex Benayan tells in his book, which I guess like, we didn't talk about oh! on the podcast. Chris doesn't have a knee anymore. He oh! slammed it against the table. He went down. Oh my gosh. Pimp into stress. I really clipped it. But yeah, like what, what does success look like? And it's like, you know, people are like, how's business going? And I'm like, business is fucking, business is dope. And they're like, really? They're like, how many employees do you have? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not like our employees are awesome, right. but it's not about that. Like it's about the feedback that we get from our employees and people out in the world that are like, Hey, I really appreciate what you guys do. You give me a sense of hope and you give me a sense of direction. And I just want to say thank you. And I don't even know what to say except thank you back. And, and that's enough. That's like enough. That is totally enough. And that makes me feel freaking dope. So, I mean, one little fun update before we get out of here, we're like, I bet you in a month from now you'll be able to come into one of our new stores. And uh, so that's that's neat. Aptos is like dancing with opening in the near future. So new bath mats are in. It's dancing with wolves. Come on down. Dancing with Aptos. Dancing with Aptos. Dancing with Aptos in the new leaf market. We won't be shy about it. It's going to be our largest space with a lot of windows. Yeah. And you can see the ocean from pretty much every space in there. Until our other larger space opens. <laughs> until and then that'll be our largest our space. Other, other largest space. <laughs> Yeah, babies. Well, we should go taste some coffee. Yeah, people, we got some we got some R&D to do. So, w- until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>